Welcome to Sleepover Cinema, where we analyze the films that created the collective unconscious of those who were always Team Corbin. I'm Hannah Leach. And I'm Audrey Leach. We are the sister filmmaking duo, also known as Two Pink Pictures, and we haven't stopped thinking about these movies since we first saw them. We're going to explore the good, the bad, and the nonsensical of the movies that first inspired our love for film in an attempt to answer the question, are these movies actually good? And at the end of the day, do we really care if they are? Today, we are talking about 2007's Jump In, starring Corbin Blue and Kiki Palmer. His dad has a dream. Third generation of Daniels to win the Golden Gloves. So down, Dad. But he has his own ideas. We want you to join our team. Your jump rope team. Please. And now, what's this about Double Dutch? Nothing. Izzy Daniels is about to find his own beat. What's it gonna be? What's it gonna be? High School Musical's Corbin Blue. Let's do this. Step up, stand out, jump in. An all new Disney Channel original movie coming soon, only on Disney Channel. So, today is huge for us because... I had an obsession. Well, not I don't know about obsession, but I I showed an unusual love for Corbin Blue. I wasn't really into boy bands. I wasn't really generally a fan girl, you know, anything like that. Something about Corbin Blue's spirit, his energy, his <laughs> athleticism, his art, his talent. I'm I'm a fan, you know, and there is a story that goes along with that. <laughs> Should we just tell it? Why don't we front? wait? Why don't we wait to share the good story until we get to the cast section of the episode? Today? Okay. I also love Kiki Palmer a lot. Yes. And I think I'm the only person on the planet that listened to her first debut album, but it's so good. <laughs> And I recommend it. Yeah, Audrey was a big fan of the Jump In cast when we were kids, I have to say. And, you know, it's surprising because uh, even though Audrey loved Corbin Blue so much, I did not remember much about this movie at all before I watched it again today. There's much to unpack. And I think, are we ready to get into the facts on this one? Yes. Okay. Jump In premiered on the Disney Channel on April 27th, 2007, and it was the 69th Disney Channel original (laughs) movie, which, you know, I have to include that detail. Uh, It was directed by Paul Hone. (laughs) Hone. Uh, He, for Paul Hone. (laughs) It was Hone, H-O-E-N. There's there's some people whose names I will look up the pronunciation of so I don't sound stupid, but Paul does not fall into that category. (laughs) Uh, The movies and media he's directed that are deeply relevant to us include Camp Rock 2, a lot of episodes of Jonas, Cheetah Girls, One World, which Darren Christie, if you're listening, I'm thinking of you. Ned's Declassified, <laughs> School Survival Guide, You Wish, Even Stevens, and Luck of the Irish. So Paul was your uh, one one of the Disney wheelhouse people. So good for him. Um, this is probably uh, some of the stuff that I found the most interesting on my information gathering quest regarding Jump In. There are three very powerful women associated with the uh, writing of Jump In. First of all, we have Doreen Spicer, who was one of the main producers of The Proud Family. Like, every single episode of The Proud Family, it looks like she was involved in. And she was also the assistant to the executive producer on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air for 10 episodes. Uh, Next, we have Regina Y. Hicks, who is a big producer on Insecure, Girlfriends, Sister, Sister. She's involved with the L Word reboot. And I mean, like, when it comes to, like, 
black women on TV in the mainstream. She's also like a huge uh, heavy hitter. And then lastly, we had Karen Gist, who is a producer on Mixed Dish, Star, Grey's Anatomy, Revenge, One Tree Hill, and Girlfriends. There's something so satisfying about when someone's entire career makes so much sense. Yes, definitely. And it's just like... I know what you're about and like everything that you do has like a certain energy to it. Mm-hmm. And I, I I get such satisfaction out of that. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, when I was like, when I looked up Doreen and saw all of her credits, I was like, nice. And then when I got to Regina, I was like, oh shit, they really, <laughs> they really had like all of the best people involved in writing this. Um, Next. Okay. And then there were producers, but like, you know how sometimes the producers seem interesting and sometimes they're just random? It felt a lot more random on this yeah. one, especially because it's a decom. So I was just like, whatever. Audrey, would you like to read the plot synopsis of Jump In? Yes. A young boxer fills in when a member of his friend's skipping team. Is that what it's called? <laughs> That's what it said in the synopsis. <laughs> <laughs> a young boxer fills in when a member of his friend's double dutch team drops out at the last minute and he finds a passion for this new sport. He starts to question whether boxing is what he really wants to do and has to decide to follow his heart. I don't like that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, there actually weirdly weren't that many good synopses of this, except for, of course, the Disney Plus one that they make, like, fucking, like, embedded in stone, so you can't yeah. copy and paste. Uh, but you get the point. We've got one tagline, very, 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 very sad, and also not a tagline, <laughs> and that is, jump in. That was all they gave um, us. No, not great. But if it was named something else, I think it would be a good tagline. I Um, agree. Because I was thinking about, like, the meaning of the name of this movie. Mm -hmm. And I was like, why is it called Jump In? It's like, first of all, they say Jump In several times, so there's that. But also it's like (laughs) inclusion. (laughs) It's like inclusion in the group. Yeah, you know, like yeah. he needs to jump into his true passion. <laughs> He's leaping headfirst into his new life as a skipper. Yeah. So we have arrived to the cast. And of course, the star of this movie is Corbin Blue as Izzy Daniels. Uh, he is best known as Chad from High School Musical. And that first High School Musical came out in January 2006. The second one came out in August of 2007. So this movie came out like a few months before High School Musical 2. So this was like peak Corbin Blue. uh, Peak Corbin Blue, I guess, for us. Uh, But one thing that I found really interesting when I was uh, watching the movie and then when I was looking at it after... There's, like, one kiss between Kiki Palmer and Corbin, and it feels a little bit weird because she feels a lot younger than him in the movie. Like, it kind of feels like a big brother-little sister relationship at times, and it kind of makes sense because Kiki Palmer was five years younger than than Corbin during this movie. So she would have been... She's two years older than me, so she would have been, like, 15... And he would have been 20 
So that's kind of awkward. Uh, and I do sort of wonder like what the thought process was there about pairing them together. Uh, but it never feels creepy when you're watching it. It's just sort of no. like, a, like a weird choice. But anyway, so Chad is, or not Chad, Corbin is not uh, really known for a lot outside of High School Musical, but he uh, was on Broadway, which again, we will get to later, and he seems to be doing well for himself. Anyway, next up we have Kiki Palmer as Mary, who we all know and love from True Jackson VP and Akila and the Bee. And since then, she's been in a bunch of stuff like Scream, Star, and Hustlers. She had her own show called That's the Gag for a while. She was on Masters of Sex. And then I guess she was on Winx Club as like a voice actress before uh, this movie came out, which I thought was funny. Uh, Scream Queens. Yes. That too. And then next up, we have David Reavers as Kenneth, who is uh, Corbin's dad in the movie and in real life, which I found to be really funny. He's apparently in High School Musical 3, too, uh, which I buy, but I don't really remember that much about High School Musical 3, which perhaps that's foreshadowing to an episode we'll do someday. And uh, he was on Charmed. That's kind of it. There was, I mean, he had lots of like one-off things, but there was no like big consistent thing that he's done. Next up, we have- Sorry to this man. Sorry to this man. (laughs) Next, we have Shanika Knowles as Shauna. Uh, She was Amber on Hannah Montana, for those that remember. She uh, recently has been on Young and the Restless, and she also was like a- Not an extra on Unfabulous, but she was a character, like a background character type thing on Unfabulous. So good for her. And then up next, there were three like major characters that uh, I felt like I should include. So there was Laven Green as Keisha, um, but she basically had no other projects. Uh, And then same thing with Kylie Russell as Karen and extremely true of Patrick Johnson Jr. as Rodney, King Rodney. He literally had, like, (laughs) one other thing. I think he was on, like, one episode of Awkward with one of the other girls I just mentioned at one point. Um, But that was it. So I don't know what happened. Um, My guess is that they're, like, non-actors that were kind of brought into the fold. Like, they probably are Canadian. I don't know if that's true or not. Well, one of them was on, like, an episode of That's So Raven. Like, it was, like, all of them had, like, six or less credits on IMDb, basically. I mean, maybe they just have other careers. Like, I'm sure they're people living their lives, you know? They just weren't into it. Yeah. (laughs) They didn't want to pursue it like that. I do feel like the opportunities for black actors in kids stuff, like, I feel like 2007 and Jump In was sort of like the last time that there was like a majority or exclusively black thing on Disney because since then, it like, you know. I don't know if that's true or not, but I think it is. It might not be. At least for like our youth, like up until like 2010. yeah. Yeah, so there might have just been less Until we, like, stopped watching. Yeah, because it got really white around this time again, because this, this was, like, Hannah Montana, Camp Rock, yeah. all that. As for the budget, we don't know. Um, apparently, this information is not um, public knowledge, but that makes sense. You know, I think it's that way for a lot of DCOMs. They have no reason to share their budget. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
And then as far as box office opening weekend, obviously it's not an actual box office because it premiered on TV. But there's a little quote here about how well it did. Jump In broke the record previously set by The Cheetah Girls 2 as the highest rated DCOM premiere with 8.2 million viewers. At the time, it marked Corbin Blue's second number one hit for the Disney Channel and Kiki Palmer's first. Its ratings record for highest rated DCOM was beat out later that year by High School Musical 2, in which Corbin Blue also starred, on August 17th, 2007, which gained 17.24 million viewers, making it Blue's third number one hit DCOM. Audrey has sourced a Common Sense Media Parent review of Jump In. So, Audrey, would you like to take us away? Yes. Parents need to know that they may even enjoy this fun made-for-TV Disney movie as much as their kids, tweens, and yes, even teens will. It's got drama, emotional turmoil, moments of triumph, and touches of sweet romance. Just one kiss. Just one. (laughs) Plus some impressive double-dutch jump rope work and a catchy soundtrack. (laughs) Yay! The Christian parents of America can sleep soundly tonight knowing we all saw Wow. (laughs) One thing that I encountered uh, in my research was I looked up like a timeline of all the Disney Channel movies and sort of just looked at like the actors that were in each one to see like if there were other black Disney Channel movies, basically, because all the ones I know of. Like, at least the ones that came out around our time definitely weren't. Um, But I found this really great article that was, like, a definitive ranking of the Black Disney Channel movies. Uh, And I encountered this one called Up, Up, and Away that was ranked number two after Jump In. And it was about a family of superheroes. And it was, like, kind of old and super weird looking, but really funny. So maybe I'll link to that in the show notes just so other people can see like the list because it was really interesting. Let's get into the gossip section for April 2007. And I guess before we get into the real celebrity gossip, I just feel that it is important that you all know that in the Leech Sisters timeline, April 2007 was the end of sixth grade for me and the end of fourth grade for Audrey. And it was a few months before we moved to the new town that we did like the second half of childhood in uh so to me that's just very potent it was like a midpoint in our uh in our school experience so there's that to know and then the celebrity gossip really was extremely intense at the time audrey if you would like to yes yeah. okay so Brittany and k-fed are officially done whitney and bobby brown are divorced And then uh, the last two are that John Mayer and Jessica Simpson are together. And if anyone who uh, is listening also listened to the You're Wrong About episode about Jessica Simpson's autobiography, you know a lot about that relationship. And it's very juicy and interesting. And he sucks, obviously, as we know. And Halle Berry got her star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. So... An Ohio native. Yes, a Cleveland native as well. Yeah. (laughs) So, Audrey, what – just take us there for, with you in this movie. I, I don't know. I don't know why I was so into it, but um, the soundtrack definitely helped. I know I had it on my iPod. Your green and I iPod mini. To it. 
Yeah, I listened to it a lot. Like rewatching the movie this morning, I was saying every word. Like I'm like, it's like I won't, I won't, won't be held down, <laughs> be stuck here on the ground. <laughs> it's the real me, real me. <laughs> and like the Jordan Pruitt songs. Yes. She didn't have to go off like that, but she did. <laughs> and um, and I was just really into Kiki Palmer and Corbin Blue. I just loved them both. And I have been known for my jump rope skills in the past. Really? Um, yeah. Sorry, Are you me. kidding? I won jump rope for heart multiple <laughs> years in a row. <laughs> Wait, I forgot about that. Yeah, I jump roped for like 30 minutes straight. (laughs) (laughs) I totally forgot about jump rope for heart. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was I'm sure that we have some listeners out there. If you went to elementary school in America, like that was definitely like a nationwide program. Um, And yeah, they held the little competitions in our gym classes. And it was just like jump rope until you can't. And whoever... (laughs) whoever's the last one standing gets this stuffed animal <laughs> that's, wow i thought the whole point that's of it happened i thought the whole point of it was that it was like a fundraiser yeah it was a fundraiser i just don't remember how <laughs> so i had in my head that i was some kind of elite jump roper because yes. of this and then w- after watching jump in i literally did force my friends to do double dutch with me like Like, I actually was double dutching in in sixth grade, um, in fifth and sixth grade, like at recess. That was, that's what I did. Um, But yeah, should I, should I tell the story or? Yeah, well, let me, let me just insert my uh, really minimal things before we get into Audrey's good anecdote. So the things I remembered about this movie, mine are more movie specific because I did not have a like deep psychological (laughs) bond to Corbin Blue. But I remember. I wouldn't say I had that. (laughs) No, no, it wasn't that bad, but there were collages, which we will get to. So the main things that I remembered before I rewatched this movie was that when I was a little kid and they like said how much uh, Rodney and Izzy weighed, I was like, holy shit, I weigh more than (laughs) Izzy. Like, I remember feeling really bad about that, Uh, which, you know, what classic, classic shit, you you know, Uh, he's like 148 or something. And I remember being like, I weigh more than that. Uh, so just throw that in there. Uh, when he says, watch me while I pop my collar, <laughs> that uh, yep. is really painful. It was painful then and it's painful now. So that holds up. And uh, when I was trying to remember what this movie was about, I was like, okay, obviously jump roping. I think boxing is jump roping like girly. Like, is that the problem? I really couldn't remember that much. So that's what I remembered before I rewatched it, uh, but we've ba- we've made you wait long enough for this uh, <laughs> anecdote about Audrey and Corbin. So, Audrey, if you would like to take us away, some of the things that I remember too about the movie in general are just like the narrator and like feeling weird about the narrator. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it makes sense by the end, but and then the line "Come on with the come on." <laughs> 
And also the little sister Karen going, shut down, go up. <laughs> shut down, go up. She's like, price is due. So why don't you do? <laughs> like, and you, so why don't you shut up yourself? <laughs> you don't even get to hear her land her sick burn because the dad cuts her no. off. Like, oh my God. But anyway, the, the Corbin tale. So do, do you, what's the name of the musical again? Holiday Inn. Yeah, Holiday Inn. This was in 2017, I think. Found out that Corbin Blue was in a Broadway show called Holiday Inn. <laughs> and I knew that he was going to be doing some tap dancing. It's a very classic. It's like an old, Irving Berlin show. Yeah, classic musical. And so <laughs> I think our parents came to town and we were like, well, we we usually see a show. It like back when Broadway was open, we would see a show um with our parents. And so I was like, well, I know what we're seeing. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't know if you haven't been to Broadway before, there if is If you haven't been to Broadway, an, if there there is an opportunity for you to potentially meet and speak with the actors and actresses in the show at the stage door which I've never actually done before because I never like we just never really cared that much to do it but with with this show we were like hold on are we gonna go to the stage door and like meet Corbin Blue it seems too good to pass up even though I was like honestly terrified to do it but you know we see the show. It's amazing. His tap dancing is elite. Like, it was great. <laughs> and then we're at the stage door, and, like, I think my heart was pounding. <laughs> like, I was not. I was just not ready. Um, and Hannah was, like, laughing at me, basically. <laughs> I was. Um, and we even, like, met friends, too. That's when we met. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, friends. there were these two boys who also went to NYU that I, like, recognized from, like, around yeah. town um, because they yeah. would go to a lot of drag race things, too. And then we finally were like, let's actually acknowledge each other. And then we were friends. And so he comes out. He's going down the line. <laughs> I'm like, what the frick am I about to say? Like, <laughs> hi, um, love you. I don't know. So... Uh, all I really remember, I actually have no memory of what we said or anything. All I know that did happen was that w me and him took a picture and Hannah asked Corbin if like Flash was okay to use. And he was like, he was like, oh, like, yeah, that's fine. Like nobody ever asks me that. <laughs> like, that's nice, basically. Yeah. And so Corbin Blue called me nice. <laughs> yeah, we took the picture um, and I was. I was shaking for sure. <laughs> I was shaking. <laughs> it was but it was extremely of, funny. Yeah. <laughs> all of the photographic evidence will be on display on our Instagram. Oh yeah. And when we say photographic evidence, we mean the picture of Audrey with Corbin, but also all of the like J14 <laughs> uh posters with like the mini collages and all yeah. that. Like it was so good. Oh, you didn't yeah. even mention, and maybe this will come up in the second half, but we would listen to Push It to the Limit in the car all the time. <laughs> and our dad would always sing it and it was really like, you know, like dads are goofy. 
it was very goofy when he would do it. Yeah, it was. I honestly, like, I hated it. I, I, I didn't hate it because I like the song, so it's fine. But, like, there was a certain level of, like, embarrassment in, yeah. like, knowing that even in 2017, I was like, this is, like, the pinnacle of this embarrassment. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, Dad, like, this is, like, the first time we've ever really said anything about Dad on the show, which is funny. Um, Dad singing along to anything that you like feels like he's making fun of it even if he's not making yeah. fun of it like oh my god like when jesus takes the wheel was like a hit song dad okay i th- i'm pretty sure dad liked that song or i was just imagining that he liked it no he did there's like five songs that he like that stick in my mind that he just like that he really enjoyed empire state of mind yeah. jesus take the wheel <laughs> Um, uh, Planet Claire. Yes. Um, Push It to the Limit is one of them. <laughs> like, there's just a few songs. Yes. There Rocket Man. You say Rocket Man? Yeah, he likes Rocket Man. <laughs> yes, but Rocket Man and Planet Claire were not him singing songs that we liked and making fun of them. Those were songs he showed us. Yeah, but still, it was, like, the same energy. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, true. It's true. Okay, so, all of this being said, I think it's time that you at home go and watch Jump In, starring Corbin Blue and Kiki Palmer, available through highly legal means on Disney+. Plus. Go watch it, and then uh, rejoin us for our discussion when you are ready. You've watched them in unforgettable adventures, love affairs, and tragedies. Now it's time to hear their own remarkable stories. From the makers of Death of a Rockstar and Death of a Sports Star, this is Death of a Film Star. Starring Heath Ledger, Marilyn Monroe, Chadwick Boseman, Robin Williams, Carrie Fisher, and Bruce Lee. Search for Death of a Film Star in your podcast app. You've seen them tell stories. Now it's time to tell theirs. Okay, everyone, we are back. And ready to discuss 2007's Jump In, starring Corbin Blue. Audrey, would you like to start with uh, the good things? Yeah. Yeah, let's start with the good things, which there are many, you know. (laughs) Um, (laughs) First and foremost, I think the soundtrack is doing a lot of the legwork for this movie. (laughs) Yes. It adds a lot. Um, and I like how, well, (laughs) there's also a note about the soundtrack that kind of goes into the worst, but it's not even worse. It's just questionable. Like, are we saying that there is in-universe singing going on? (laughs) Like, 
Yeah, when right, Kiki right. Palmer and Corbin Blue sing the songs in their own set, their own jump rope set, like their final performance. It's like, so are we just pretending that's not them singing? I think that's what it is, is just like they're banking on you, yes. like not caring or not knowing <laughs> that it's them singing. Yes. But it's kind of fun to think about if it was in universe, like they decided to sing their own songs. I've decided to appreciate the fact that he randomly does stunts in alleyways. <laughs> yeah, and that it's obviously yeah. not him. Like, you can pause the movie if there's ever a very extreme stunt going on. Just pause the movie for that split second where you can see the face. It's not them. It, it's not them. No. <laughs> it's really funny. No. It's not even hidden. It's not no, even No, because the wigs well. don't match very well. Like, it, the texture. No, that Corbin stunt wig was yeah, not Yeah, it's okay. like, it was, like, too dark and, like, the curls were too thick. It just, like, wasn't, it wasn't right. Yeah. Once Corbin has officially joined the team and they are reworking the routine so it's not boring or whatever, there's just, like, random, like, a la George Lopez slow motion jumping shots. <laughs> Yes, yes, And I was like, okay. (laughs) All right. I have a lot more bad things than good things, to be honest. Uh, But these are my good things. Um, Kiki Palmer, (laughs) period. Uh, No, her hair looks amazing this entire movie. And I love how her hair moves when she's jump roping. It's It's just like so, so right. The amount of just like extreme... Okay, maybe what I'll maybe what I'll do is this is I have good and notable categories. Maybe I'll say my notable things too. Um just like the level of athleticism required in this movie, even just like to jump rope for that long, like just seems really exhausting and admirable, like especially when Corbin does it, he makes it look really hard. Like <laughs> yeah. Like he seems like he's trying really hard ever like all the time. Um, he just seems really strong. He seems like he has to do so much, like, training to, like, keep his body looking that way. And, uh, it's just kind of a weird, like, experience. <laughs> we don't know that. But, I'm assuming. Yeah. I'm assuming. Also, the opening where he's just, like, <laughs> like expressing his soul through dance in an alleyway. And then they, like, yeah. never, t- like, touch on the fact that he likes dancing again until the end. It's his secret yeah it's like that's that's the real secret is he wants to be an answer this is starting to get into things that are bad but okay this is this will be my midpoint which is that i feel like this movie hits a lot of the same notes as high school musical pretty egregiously that's what i was gonna say yeah. i literally wrote in worse same exact uh it's literally the high school musical conflict it's the same conflict it's the yeah. same internal arc for your main character it's the same yeah, thing except it's not um equally distributed between uh mary and and, and izzy. izzy whereas in high school musical yeah. it is evenly distributed it's- but I feel mm-hmm. like with High School Musical, they were, like, intentionally basically doing, like, Grease 2.0. Like, they were aware that they were doing that. Whereas with this one, it's, like, a lot more about Izzy. And I guess we can lead into the bad stuff with just saying that I feel like Izzy's an asshole. Yeah, he is. He, he like, actually is. I'm like, if somebody... 
treated me like that, like I would hate them. I don't, I I know they've got this whole like love hate thing going on. Um, but the two other girls like just like him and only like him and they don't have any attitude towards him at all. (laughs) And Kiki, Kiki is responding normally to yeah like I just felt like it was so unfortunate to be watching these three girls getting like jerked around by fucking Izzy's antics like (laughs) they're getting like gaslit they're totally getting (laughs) gaslit by him and also like he does not he like never really apologizes that well especially to his dad who he's such a dick to His dad isn't even rude in the way that, like, Troy Bolton's dad is. Like, the dad is, like, literally just trying to get by. An angel. (laughs) Yeah, he's an angel. And he's also so cute. Like, he's a really good actor in this, I feel. And he's not understanding of the conflict. Like, Troy Bolton's dad knows. Yeah. Like, he finds out pretty early on that Troy is into the drama club right now, and he's fully an antagonist against it. He's like, I don't like the theater. Don't be doing it. I That's some gay shit. I like, like the theater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and... But it's not like that and jump in because he doesn't know what's actually going on and Izzy's keeping it a, a complete secret from him until, like, kind of the last quarter. Yeah. So it's not his fault that Izzy's not telling yeah. him anything. Yeah. Like, and I felt like the part where um where the dad shows up to the final performance and he gives that, like, really thorough <laughs> apology, I was like... Yeah, I was like... Sir, you don't have to do this. Yeah. Well, and I was thinking, so my one of my other shows I produce for work is a uh, parenting teens show. And they always talk on that show about how, like, when your teen, like, is an asshole to you or, like, really mean, like, you have to just actively choose to, like basically assume that your kid was, like, in a fugue state and just, like, be the yeah. bigger person. Like, no matter how bad yeah. it is, be the bigger person. And I was like... Mr. Blue here is is setting the <laughs> utmost example of how to do that. Like, holy shit. That just really... He, yeah, he's a great parent. He actually is. I mean, he's just <laughs> gone through a loss of a spouse. And they're like, they're like, fuck dad's chili. It's like, okay, your dad's it's trying. Like, <laughs> like, he's cooking for you. He's trying to do your hair. He's trying to... He's trying to do all this shit yeah. and... You can't cut him a break. I get it. Teenagers are assholes a lot of the time. Yeah. And that is being portrayed here. But yeah, I just felt like he wasn't. Also, when he was like, you know, when your mom died, like, I just thought this would be a good way for us to connect. Like, I just thought (laughs) I was like, stop. Like, this is so sad. And And it like was good. It was. Until... Until it wasn't. Like, but, well, we really need to go into the whole, like, internalized misogyny (laughs) and homophobia. we do, we do. But But I do have to just say one thing before we get into all that, which is that I did not buy for a fucking second that uh, Izzy or Karen were actually in mourning for their mom. Yeah, like the no. part, like the part. Oh no. my god, the part where uh, the dad is trying to do Karen's hair and he's sucking at it, and then Karen's like, "Izzy, can you do it the way that mom used to do it?" And Corbin's like, "Oh, you miss mom, huh?" It's like, 
<laughs> of course you oh, yeah, no Like, shit. what kind of question is that? And then, like, the way that they act is just, like, such bad acting. I was like, oh, my God. Like, get us through you know the dead what? mom plot line. They don't even hold a candle up to billboard death. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I cannot wait until we talk about that movie. <laughs> Fuck, I haven't watched that movie in so long. There's so much to say about that one. These are a couple more nitpicky things that I thought were really funny. Um, okay, first of all, you know the part, Audrey, I know that you're going to know what I'm talking about. You know the part where they're like, where Corbin's like, you got to remember what it was like when you were like a little kid, like jumping yeah. up in the street. And, and they're like, remember when I, you would sing those songs? And they and they go, Miss Mary Mac, Mac, Mac. And then the next girl goes, all dressed in black, 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 black. I'm like, why did you change she the key? The, she takes it up. Like, she goes up a whole step. Like, I didn't even do it right. It's like, yeah, Miss Mary Mac, 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 all dressed in black, black, black. Why? why did you change keys between the two people? Imagine the whole song just keeps going up. <laughs> yeah. And I was also like, with silver buttons, 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 oh no, no. <laughs> and like the first girl wasn't really like actually trying to sing. She was just like, Miss Mary Mac, Mac, Mac. And the next girl's like, all dressed in black, black, black. <laughs> I'm like, why is this one girl trying to like close a record deal on this like four note phrase? <laughs> and changing the key that just that got me and I remembered it from when I was a kid too when I heard it I was like that shit's always annoyed me so okay yeah. there's that um I thought <laughs> I thought <laughs> one part that really really amused me was when uh Izzy's dad finds the like flyer um that Rodney yeah. oh, my house my trash what Oh, oh yeah, my house, my trash. My house, my trash. Yeah. So that was funny, but the thing that got me was the picture of Corbin's face being like, and then it says loser underneath <laughs> it. It just like didn't make quite enough sense for me. I was like, he simply wouldn't. The ad libs, the ADR, and the bullying, and just all of that. It was like. <laughs> Uh, it was just so deeply unrealistic. Yeah, it was. And when when Rodney pulls up, like right <laughs> before the end ish, right before he has an immense change of heart and changes everything about himself, yes. he rolls up into the gym and he's got like <laughs> twenty five people. I know. I had the same thought. I was like, is this a fucking flash mob? And then not only does he bring so many people, but they all have backpacks like really intensely. And they're all just such random people. Like yep. you see their faces in the background. It's just like this little, this like short girl who's like. <laughs> yeah, it. I, that really struck me too. And they come in in like lines. It's like two single file lines. They're gonna kill him. <laughs> And that's the thing is like you think that they're gonna kill him, but then like you look at the kids and you're like, these kids like don't even know where they are. Like this is not a gang. These kids, these kids just came out of a textbook. Like they look <laughs> like, like stock images. I have two more things under my bad category. Um, I really loved, <laughs> other than the fact that the fact that Rodney shows up at the gig at the end makes no sense. Um, I loved when the dad comes in with the golden gloves in his hand and he says. <laughs> 
I won these the night I won the golden gloves. I'm like, okay, so you won the golden gloves the night you won the golden gloves. Like, that's what you're saying. Also, I just have to say, just hearing them be like, we got to make it past regionals to get to the I'm like, holy shit. Like, these movies love to talk about regionals. Like, that is just such a thing. They really spelled out every, like, beat and, like, plot point, like, to a degree where it's like, you didn't have to do that. Like, being yeah. like we still need a fourth. What are we going to do? I know. We'll ask Izzy. I don't want to, but we're going to. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was so confused, too, when they were like, we need a fourth after Izzy had been practicing with them. I'm like, did you really think he wasn't going to join? Like, did you really think? They didn't. They really didn't think he was he was going to join. I didn't buy it. Which, understandably so, he's got a lot of issues related to being perceived as doing a girly thing. We're, we haven't even talked about the girl boxer. The girl boxer? Okay, what do you... Okay, so maybe let's, let's go into the bad to problematic to confusing parts. Please say what you want to say about the girl boxer because I don't even know where to begin. I wouldn't even really know what to say about her either. It's just that she is used as the person that teaches Izzy the lesson that needs to be communicated to him. Like, she's like, the bo- like guys make fun of me for boxing as a girl. And, like, if, if I listened to all their bullying and whatnot, like, I wouldn't be doing it. Yeah. So, and she just literally tells him exactly what yes. the lesson is. Yes. And then he's like, yo, no way. <laughs> and then, yeah. Um, I didn't think it was, like, like offensive or poorly done mm-hmm. in any way it was just I mean it like, was lazy writing but okay yeah it was lazy writing but as far as like the identity of it yeah. like it was fine yeah I agree uh this is a positive thing we haven't mentioned yet but uh like the two guys that are like allegedly ju- uh fucking what's his name what's Corbin's character's name Izzy. Izzy. The two guys that are allegedly Izzy's best friends were really entertaining, and I thought they were funny. Yeah, they're actually funny. Yeah. They're, like, pretty funny. I say allegedly because you, like, barely ever see them actually hanging out with him, but they're, like, around to, like, say stupid shit all the time. Yeah. Also, that the guy who's, like, the trainer that's not his dad, I'm like, why is this wise old man listening to everything that is being said? I also was... Sadly, like, you know, the when the, there were scenes where they were actually boxing, I was bored. I don't Me care. Too. I Oh, my God. I don't care. I had the exact same thought. Like, the, like the fight between Rodney and Corbin at the beginning. Yeah. I was like, I don't care. This is too long. This is too long. I'm like, this is a sports yeah. movie. We watched this sports yeah. movie. I know. And, like, if there, if the jump rope didn't become the full, you know, the full focus, I wouldn't watch it. I don't think I would like it yeah, at all. Same. <laughs> like, maybe. Yeah, I, I totally agree. <laughs> I think that there is definitely value to putting that idea into a kid's movie, like, on Disney Channel. Mm-hmm. Because there are going to be a ton of, like, boys that watch it that do feel that way about things they perceive as girly, like sports or things that they perceive as girly. So I do think it's like a worthwhile lesson to put in a Disney Channel movie, right? I mean, you never see that. Well, what's the lesson? Other than it's like 
essentially what they're saying the lesson is don't listen to the haters. Yeah. You know, I kind of feel like one thing that I thought was like a positive takeaway from it, and it's kind of just more in the optics than in the reality of the story. But like, even though Corbin has to be like, oh, like your little girly games, like, oh, like all that, um, I really felt like he authentically like respected all of the girls a lot. Like, like, like I feel like it's a good demonstration of like how to be a good teammate or like how to be like a respectful teammate with women. If you're like the only man, which like isn't to say that he doesn't disrespect them constantly because he literally does (laughs) by not showing up. But like if if. There were not the extenuating circumstances surrounding his dad and the boxing. The golden golden gloves. God forbid. There's no golden gloves in this scenario. Um, I just felt like he was actually a pretty respectful teammate, I guess. I don't know why I think that. I, I think it's just because that is the that is the aura and the energy that Corbin Blue brings to it. An environment. Yeah. Like he he brings the spirit of collaboration. <laughs> as as everyone's and favorite like, supporting actor. He does. Like, you know, now this is so off topic, but that one shot in high school musical two. First of all, Corbin kind of gets his flowers in high school musical two. Yes, like he does. He does. And, like, in What Time Is It, when he's got his own little dance section. <laughs> he's a good dancer. It's so good. And he just, like, I think his just his level of performance is so, like, high that, uh, minus his acting. His acting is definitely his weakest. Mm-hmm. His weakest um, link of, like, the triple threat. <laughs> like, had it been a different actor, it probably would have come off just really <laughs> disrespectful with no, like, redeeming yeah, like, yeah, yeah. qualities. But because it's him, like, he can do all that and still seem like a good person at the end of the day. Yeah. And, like, he just, he overcame his demons. <laughs> His demons being having to communicate with his dad. It's like, and that's the whole thing that's so weird is that it's like, you want his demons to be that he's like not properly processing the death of his mom, but it really just seems like he's being conflict avoidant instead. Yeah, with his dad. And and they don't bring it. That's what they were trying to do. I think that is what they were trying to do. It just didn't, it didn't really get there. Because that's not how the beats of the story lay out. Like, it, it doesn't keep coming back to this, uh, coming back to this, like, emotional core of, like, I'm not processing the death of my mother. Like, yeah. this reminds me of her. You know, like, there's just, those beats aren't there. So it's like, he just hates women. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. It's just like, he just doesn't want to talk to his dad. He's an angsty teen who also secretly loves jump roping but is like taking out his angst on the girls one thing that i almost forgot about is that like the relationship part between him and mary like kind of doesn't even need to exist like i kind of don't Mm -mm. understand why it wasn't like a mentor and it kind of doesn't yeah well because at the end they like don't really they like (laughs) hold hands and it's like pretty chill but like I just don't get why it had to be romance. Like, why couldn't it have just been, like, 
a close friendship where like Corbin had to get over his ego. Like, I just don't yeah. get why it had to be anything And that's, else. Ba- that's like almost what it was. But what I'm guessing is that in the, this is a total guess. In the original screenplay, it was more of a romance. Mm-hmm. And then they ended up casting Kiki Palmer and because she's so great individually. And then they were like, oh shit, like we need to, we need to tone it back. Yeah. Because she's so young and, and like, it just, it's not completely necessary. But now we're in this, like, medium where it's, like, right. it's not romantic enough to be a real romance, but it's also not platonic enough to not <laughs> yeah, be a romance. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. Definitely. Also, this just reminded me, content warning, but uh, let's not forget... <laughs> When they're on the their respective balconies and Mary's standing on her balcony <laughs> looking down sadly and Corbin's like, don't jump. It can't be that bad. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, geez. okay. Uh, that really was like, holy shit. <laughs> I just thought yeah, that was like a little, on Disney Channel. A little, dark, a little dark, but it made it there. So I don't know. They had they had a little Romeo and Juliet. Uh <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Moment. They loved having balcony shit. Like, they had that in High School Musical, too. Yeah, balcony shit. But you know what? I, I loved the... I loved the production design of Vanessa Hudgens' room. Yes. All the High School Musicals, it was great. The treehouse they made for the third movie was also great. Yes. Like, she was living my PB teen fantasy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. She she really had it all, honestly. Gabriella yeah. had it all. This is getting us so dangerously close to doing a High School Musical episode right now. I know. <laughs> and we're, we've been trying to not do that because we don't want to oversaturate the market with critical takes on, uh, on High School Musical. So if you're enjoying these nuggets, maybe let us know. Because again, if there's the demand, we will yeah. do it. But we don't feel the need in our souls to comment further. Can we also just, the last thing, last thing, completely, why did they add in the mean girl jump group? The yes, mean girl double yes, dutch group. Yes. Like, they were completely useless because all of the conflict of the story, everything, it happens within the red hot chili steppers, okay? Yes, it's true. So we don't need the rival, like, you actually do not need a rival group because it's not about that. Yeah. And we don't need this unnecessary bullying and, like, costume shaming and whatnot. Like, Yeah, Yeah, that was unnecessary. But I did enjoy seeing that bitchy girl there because I'm pretty sure she's in Hannah Montana also. (laughs) Is Jump In worth watching again? And is it good? I'm so biased. Okay, Audrey (laughs) thinks yes, obviously. Well, I think... For certain reasons, if you're looking for, like, a moving, like, an extremely moving story or, like, extremely consistent characters, like, no. Like, it's not great. It's not great for the acting. I think Kiki did a great job. It's But it's not great for, like, the acting. But I think it is very remarkable for being an almost, like, all-black cast. And the soundtrack is great. And I love watching people double dutch. So if you're into any of that, like... Yeah, yes. I feel like <laughs> it's an interesting, ex- like an interesting thought experiment in Corbin Blue as a leading man. And I thought it was kind of boring, but I thought it was funny. Yeah, and it's it it aged well. I mean, honestly, there was nothing really problematic in it at all. No, 
I mean, there was like the gender stuff, but like even that was just like class. I mean, that's just like programming for young people shit, you know. Yeah, so let us know if you watched Jump In. We had a great time revisiting the man, the myth, the legend, Corbin Blue. <laughs> <laughs> Love of my life. Sadly, he is married. Um, that happened a few years ago. Uh, I was, I, I did mourn for like a day. <laughs> and then I got over it. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, we've got some exciting episodes coming up soon. Um, maybe some really exciting. <laughs> <laughs> the... Uh- The high-profile guest hunt rages on, let's just say. Until next time, have a good week, and uh, bye. Jump to the (laughs) rhythm. Jump into your life. Jump to the rhythm and dance to the music. All in together (laughs) to show how we do it. (laughs) Step to the rhythm and dance to the music. All in together we shine. In the great words of Prophet Jordan Bruitt. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. You can find more from us at evergreenpodcast.com slash sleepover dash cinema and keep up with our latest creative projects at twopingpictures.com. If you want to watch our show as well as listen, we're on YouTube too. Search sleepover cinema or go to the link tree in our Instagram bio. We're on Instagram and Twitter at twopingpictures and would love to hear from you there. We're also on TikTok at sleepover cinema and that's really where the party is at. And if you like the show, if it brings back evocative memories of childhood or tweendom or babysitting, share the episode with a few friends. Leave us an iTunes review telling us what movie you'd like to see us cover next and leave us a review if you like the show. And if you don't, don't. Sleepover Cinema is a production of Evergreen Podcasts, produced, edited, and engineered by us, Hannah, and Audrey Leach. Sleepover Cinema is mixed by Sean Rule Hoffman with theme music by Josh Perlman Hall. Special thanks to executive producers Michael D'Aloya and David Moss. We'll chat again soon. Bye. My name is Cindy Burnett, and each week I interview at least two traditionally published authors on my podcast, Thoughts from a Page. We talk spoiler-free about their books, so you can listen whether you have read the book or not. And then we delve into things that you most likely won't hear about anywhere else. The importance of the cover design, why they included various aspects of the story, personal details about both the books and the author's lives, and so much more. You can find the podcast on every major platform and learn more about it on my website, thoughtsfromapage.com. Thanks so much for checking it out. This podcast was produced with the support of the Ohio Motion Picture Tax Credit and in partnership with the Ohio Development Services Agency.